Hi, this is Kimberly. Please enjoy our podcast, but remember our doctors are only here to educate, not diagnose. If you have any questions or need any further information, please email me. My email address is kim at mfwellness.org. Hey everyone, this is Kimberly and you're listening to the Spine Whispers podcast. With me today we have Drs. Joshua Fink, Dr. Matt Fink, and Dr. Brad Maurer. Today we are talking about intermittent fasting. All right, Kim. Uh, consecutive podcasts for the first time ever. You know, I've uh, I've just been informed we're about I've to... I've missed like three. Yeah, yeah we've only done six, you know. <laughs> More like I'm 16, just, bro. <laughs> I, I think this is podcast 18. We're, it is true. Guys, we are uh, we're getting ready to finish our first season. Oh, Dr. Josh is smiling so big right now. Is that not the coolest? <laughs> when is that? When is, I thought it never ended. Oh. But no, at the end oh. of the year, oh. we'll start our new season, twenty season two and in 2020. In 2020. We're looking for a total of 26 it's gonna be episodes. Oh, man, that's exhausting. Just yeah. thinking about it. Yeah. So, and people keep writing in more and more. So, um, Kimberly, what is the topic today? Don't we have a, hmm? a study to do? Yeah, sure. You're gonna... Yeah, but first I want to know what the topic is, Kim. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Just, let's just uh, fall apart. Uh, you know, good well, thing the season's ending. Josh likes to good do thing is tell you to run the, run the podcast and then take it over. <laughs> is, it, is it the finale? <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> we have one more. We have one more. We got one more, yeah. We got one more. Season finale. We've got to have a question. Next. Build up. Yeah. And this one. Ooh. What would we do? I don't know. That's a good question. I guess that's the build-up. Should have thought about that. <laughs> Kim, Kim, if you could see Kim's face right now, she's just losing her Kim's, mind. She's confused. Season well. two is going to start in May. She's going to Kim needs like six months to recover from the podcasts. Today's topic is going to be intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting. Okay, cool. Well, it's been we've have a we have a couple questions people have written in about it, so it kind of moved up uh, the schedule a little bit. But before we get to that. We have a case study to go over? Yeah, I have a case study Dr. Um, to go over regarding study. cardiovascular health and what you should be intaking. Oh, my gosh. Uh, what you should be eating. Sorry. Now, I'm going to do something here where I'm quiet the entire time. It's too late. No. <laughs> I'm telling you so that my the, the people know how important this is. Go ahead, Dr. Fink. Wow. We could have just let it go. I'm like, you're like, oh, wow. No. Like, the people know that I need to know that I'm sacrificing for them. No, I just want to point this out that Dr. Brad and I were silent when you were talking about your case studies. And I am you, sorry. But I get like, excited. I know, and I appreciate about that. the health care. I I also am excited about all the right. Healthcare. All okay. right. Okay. So this case study. Uh, what talk started breaking. <laughs> 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 Dr. Brad got me. He got me. He got me. He got Wonderful. Me. Okay. Wonderful. It's talking about the poly yeah. meal. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the objective of this is, although the polypill poly concept proposed in 2003 is, pr- is promising in terms of benefits for cardiovascular risk management, mm-hmm. the potential costs and adverse effects are its main pitfalls. So they're trying to figure out what they can now do and advise people instead of just giving them a pill that has everything in it. Mm-hmm. So the objective of this study was to identify a tastier and safer alternative to the polypill. Hmm. Known as the poly meal. Now, data on the ingredients of the poly meal were taken from the literature of proposed uh, case studies. The evidence-based recipe. Now, this is all evidence-based. That's not like oh, we think maybe right, right, right. It included wine, fish, dark chocolate, fruits, vegetables, 
garlic, and almonds. It's fantastic. No, that 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 list is the exact list that we talk about. You, that's the exact <laughs> list a, that we, <laughs> we have a PowerPoint we that we wrote. Who knew? We wrote that PowerPoint how long ago? Yeah. And then the data from the uh, from Framingham Heart Study and the mm -hmm. Framingham Offspring Study were used to build life tables to model the benefits of the poly meal in the general population from age fifty, assuming multiplicative mm -hmm. uh, correlations. So, oh, cool results of the study. When you include these things into your diet every day, every day, combining the ingredients of the poly meal would reduce cardiovascular disease events by seventy. Six percent for men taking the poly meal daily represented an increase in total life expectancy of six point six years. Okay, an increase in life expectancy free from cardiovascular disease of nine years, huh. and a uh, and a decrease in life expectancy with cardio cardiovascular disease of two point four years. Cool. Um, the corresponding differences for women were four point eight, mm -hmm. eight point one, and three point three. That's interesting. Yeah, um, it doesn't really say. How many people? Um, the sample size. Yeah, the sample size. But um, we'll it was... Find out. Yeah. So... I mean, it seems like a welcome... What journal is that? Um, this is BMJ. Oh, I'm sure it was a... BMJ. I'm so, sure they had a... It, they wouldn't have published it if it was just an N of one. So it must have been a decent sample size. These guys do a good so job. So this, this, this study was done in 2003. Oh. And the person... The reason why I was interested in this is because I, I took an online <laughs> nutritional continued education course mm. over the weekend and I just finished it up. Nice. Um, it's the kind of doctor he is. Yeah. But, hey, what am I doing this Thanksgiving weekend? weekend? Maybe I'll learn something, he yeah. says. But Dr. Jennifer Isles was the one that brought it to my intention and she has the, not the credit, but kind of the, the say, hey, you should look at this article and she presents a lot of different articles in her, in her PowerPoint. So it was pretty cool. That is um, cool. But yeah, so, so that's why I looked this up. It was like 76%. That's, more than just like a huge change. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, and for the people that are either suffering from cardiovascular disease or don't from, or don't want yeah, to, yeah. right? Or don't want to suffer. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So that's what's going on with that. Did you send her a bill for copying our PowerPoint that we put out so many years ago? No, no, I didn't. You didn't say, "Hey, that looks really familiar. Good job doing that research." Um, I think when I send stuff to Canada, it gets lost in. So yeah, over the internet, yeah. just dies right at the border. Yeah, that's fa that's fantastic, Doctor Fankin, and it it goes to a point that we've always made here, always made here. It's the food. Yeah, it's the food. You know, it's not some magical. It's the food that you're eating. Look at the food that you're eating. Yeah, all you have it's to wonderful, do, dude. All you have to do is just look I at mean, what you're we're eating. Say, we're saying all you have to do, but right. all you have to do is change what you're intaking. Mm -hmm. And, and have some personal responsibility for, like, the choices that you make. Right. And, like, don't feel bad. Like, you have gotten, it, in, in most cases, if you're like us, you know, in grade school, high school, you don't get nutrition education. No. You know? My medical colleagues, ask them the last time they had a nutrition class or if they had one in medical school. Nope. I'm sure some medical schools do, but all the people that I know that went, they didn't have a nutrition class. Now, there's dietitians out there. They're a specialized person. But baseline nutrition, nope. That's why these, these, these fads can come and go in terms of diet. That's why people can sell you these supplements, even though they're not really that regulated, because people don't know basic nutrition. All right, man. Great study, Dr. Fink. Yeah, there's, there's a couple more in that, in that nutritional um, course, but I just yeah. wanted to pick the one that I thought had the biggest impact. It's incredible. And just so people can just change it right away. Eat healthy food. 
Yeah. Eat healthy food. And remember, dark chocolate, not like milk chocolate. Right. Well, there's, <laughs> there's, there's a couple things that come from the cacao plant. You know, one, dark chocolate, and the other one is cocaine. Now, everyone write this down. Don't do cocaine. Instead, just eat some dark chocolate. Yeah, what's the, what's the, everything's good in moderation except for cocaine. Right. That's, That's not good in any instance. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> All right, very good. Uh, Kimberly, you have questions for us regarding the topic, which is intermittent fasting. Yes. So what Gotta I'm going to... pop gonna, those T's, friends. <laughs> what I'm going to be doing is each of you guys have two questions. So, uh -huh. Dr. Ash, I'm going to start with you. Okay, great. Hit me. So... The first one is, what is intermittent fasting? Okay, so I'm the operational definition guy. And uh, this is important when you're in a discussion with any healthcare professional or any doctor, because we always think we're right. It's important to establish operational definitions, Kimberly. And so operational definition is where you both agree on what the heck you're talking about. So intermittent fasting is different from other types of fasting. So you've got like a preoperative fasting or, or when they when they take blood, like don't eat anything overnight because they want to get baseline values. And then most of the time people forget and so their baseline values are out of control, then they got to repeat the test. You know, I, I've always wondered what the percentage of people that forget to fast before blood draws it. It's got to be super high. And then not tell the actual people and that are doing it. Sure. Like, yeah. And then exactly. the doctor's like losing their mind because the triglycerides are through the roof. Like, oh, I had a bear claw this morning, you know. Um, so that is... Preoperative fasting. Then there is involuntary fasting, and that is starvation, right? Yeah. And then intermittent fasting is a type of fasting where you're essentially restricting your caloric intake to specific time periods. And so for intermittent fasting, there's a couple examples. Um, the 16-8 is a very common intermittent fast, and that's where you restrict your caloric intake for 16 hours of the day, and for eight hours uh, of the day, you take in calories. So um, something that I have read about, which is very common, is uh, like 12 to 8. You know, essentially skipping breakfast every single day. Then you would take in uh, calories from 12 to 8. So a lot of people split it up into two meals where they take in more calories or maybe not. You know, that's really the deal. So that is, what is intermittent fasting? That's it. Essentially, it is restricting your calories to specific time periods. Some people um, have two days of fasting and then a bunch of days off. Those are also types of intermittent fasting that just not... Five the, to two. Yeah, that's right. So the interval really changes. But the whole spectrum of intermittent fasting, that's what we're talking about. So we are going to go to Dr. Matt now. Mm -hmm. Okay, so for you, how does this work to lose weight? So when we look at fasting and what happens, you're looking at your body basically using the available things, fat, protein. And protein is actually the first thing to be used. So you drop the most weight early on. Mm -hmm. um, now, it's a little bit different with intermittent fasting, but with a long, long fast, the first thing that goes is the protein. And that's usually the first three to four days you lose protein and water weight. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when out we, of the bloodstream. So right, it's, it's right. just scav getting scavenged yes. by the telephone. Yeah. And, um, muscle and cardiac tissue as well depending mm -hmm. on how long you're fasting for dang yeah so it's intense it's uh seek advice before you start you gotta right. fast now yeah. if you're gandhi we're not going to tell you what to do right because he had more of a the muhammad knows yeah yeah he's, he's a bit patient yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we he's, we were a powerpoint about him too mm -hmm. so within seven to ten days that uh, protein is being consumed and used for energy and then once you go to 
Past that, we're talking more like fat. So the weight loss and everything else is decreased. Now that's with the long fast. Mm -hmm. All right, intermittent fasted, it would be the same thing. If you're, if you're not intaking anything, your body's going to start using protein faster. So the thought is what that because your calories are restricted, you'll go into um, the starvation mode of you know. When I say starvation, I don't mean actually starving. I mean like your body yeah, is going to is yeah, your body gets that's right. Protein, your body. and then obviously fat after that. Okay, cool. All right. So can you fast for too long? Like, is there a point Holy. where like yeah, if you pass out, yeah, that's too long. Yeah, you'll 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 get proteinemia, man. You'll get you'll get malnutrition, uh, uh, ascites. All kinds of you, you lose protein holds the cells together. It, it protein gives you the gradient by which we move nutrients around the body. And you start dropping proteins out of the bloodstream, you're going to lose the ability to keep to keep discrete sections of the body, and you'll get this swelling. You'll see um, concentration camp pictures, very skinny people with distended bellies. That's ascites. That's what that is. Okay, so maybe I should so, yeah. rephrase it. Man, what is the safest? longest fast you could do because there are people who do like multiple days at a time the best way to just to answer that question is it's really on a case-by-case -case basis yeah some people do it for spiritual reasons right and so like the meant the mental toughness that's required for it you know and the prep yeah and the prep so like it changes all the time mm -hmm. okay for me it would be um you know a day and I think, I think it goes back to what you were talking about yeah. in, in having guidelines and working with a professional. Like yeah. If you're a patient of ours, talk to us before Absolutely. you decide to jump into this. Or if you're not around here, talk to someone else who you know is a professional. Right. Or at, ease at or RV, if you're not, uh, you ease know. into that thing, yeah. man. And uh, because it can get, um, we'll probably go into more of this later, but yeah. it, people can have problems and not everybody's going to handle it the same way. Man, yeah, right about that. And the other thing is, um, mm. there is, Dr. Josh probably wants to mention this, but I'm going to steal this. No, I'm being good today. I'm, I'm going to steal this thunder. <laughs> um, not only is there the types of fasting that you talked about, but also water included fasting and then total fasting. Yeah. I forgot so, to mention that. Yeah, You're right. I'm sorry. So, so the, what Dr. Josh is talking about with the dehydration yeah, occurs from not drinking water as well as not caloric intake. But yeah, there thanks people, for clearing that up. It's there will be people that will fasting. be able to fast for longer through water intake, but not caloric intake. You got it. Cool. Okay. All right. So the next questions are for Dr. Brad. Oh. Losing weight, obviously a good health benefit to this fasting, but what are the actual health benefits? So, and I think what, this is why maybe that intermittent fasting has taken a grip or has become a popular topic is because there's research coming out showing that it might have other potential benefits besides the weight loss. And I think that's a big thing going into this is everyone needs to figure out why they w really want to maybe try mm -hmm. intermittent yeah. fasting. You know, is it to lose weight or are you trying to live longer? Are you trying to be healthy? Right. Figure that out first before you decide to do it. But yeah, so I'll go over, uh, I was looking at some research and one thing I will say is that there's a lot of research out there right now, mm -hmm. but I'm still a little leery on some of it because yeah. a lot of it's animal-based. And it just got here. Yeah, and it's very new. And so like any other diet plan, I'm, I'm leery of it. I'm yeah, leery. man. Any like it's these, been around a while, yeah. but the studying of it, the data, 
There, there aren't very many longitudinal studies yet. And like any other ones, people are jumping on it and saying, yeah. this is, this is and fact. And, yeah. So, and also a lot of my notice are male-based studies. Um, hmm. Not all of them, but... Yeah, which I is think, interesting because the intermittent fasters that I know are all female. I don't know. And when you think about the things that go on patients, in a female's you know? body versus male, oh my gosh. way more complicated. You know, they have it flipped. They should be... It's crazy anymore for females. So, yeah. uh, so that's with that said, I will talk about some of the things they're researching and some things that they're looking at. One of the big things is they're they're looking at is its effect for people who who maybe have the risks uh, for diabetes. Right. So. Right. It, because things they've found is that there's a potential drop in insulin levels mm-hmm. during the intermittent fasting, and then also there there may be an increase in human growth hormone as well. Hmm. So. Those combined help in that fashion, and then also they may help with cellular repair um, and also changes in just how your genes express themselves. So that's that's one mm-hmm. of them. Uh, another one I found is uh, just in general lowering your risk of type two diabetes, um, and that's due to a reduction in, in uh, the insulin right. resistance. Right. So that's been a big one. That's why you may have heard of certain people getting on this because of diabetes now if we, we um if not if there's not a question about the cons i'll, I'll, I'll kind of jump on i have yeah, yeah. yeah i think we're all waiting to like one of those. have the um, open floor but one thing i will say if you're full-on diabetic and you've got yeah do not do not no right don't man need to do this blood no. sugar you just don't don't yeah, mess okay. with that so this we'll is for to. people who who you know feel like they have the risk of it yeah. family right but they haven't necessarily been diagnosed right so that that's what we're talking about there's also studies looking at reduction in oxidative stress. Mm. Now, what Dr. Matt was talking about, all those foods he mentioned in his mm-hmm. his uh, case study, well, it wasn't a case study, his research article to start the podcast, all those foods are great at reducing at oxidative reducing stress. Reducing oxidative stress. So it doesn't stress. necessarily have to be a reduction in this food or a fast. Yeah. We can get that through food. Yeah. Kind of like what you were mentioning as well. Uh, a few more. They're looking at whether it's beneficial for heart health. And, and that looks a lot at, um, you know, they're looking at blood pressure, cholesterol levels, mm-hmm. triglycerides, inflammatory markers, and how those all could potentially be dropped through intermittent fasting. And then a few other things deal with brain health. So just mm. overall growth of new neurons, protecting the brain from damage, reduction in Alzheimer's. And then finally, there's a lot of studies just looking at overall, you know, does intermittent fasting help increase lifespan? Mm-hmm. So those yeah, are all that's things the cool one studied. that I first saw come out was that um, intermittent fasting in those mice, those those mice were definitely living longer. It had a good N value. It had a good standard deviation. Like, it was cool. It's neat to look at, but like, okay, yeah, like just what, need, need, what from here, you know? Yeah, need way more studies and, and on humans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then should... Certain people avoid. You already kind of touched. Well, yeah, I definitely. Yeah. There's more I want to go to, into on this. So the one was diabetic. Diabetic. Like yeah. if you're especially poorly managed diabetic, don't talk to your uh, your health professional, whoever right. that may be. Beyond that, we want to look at uh, you know pregnancy, mm-hmm. breastfeeding. I think some of these are you know it makes sense. Right. But if you're someone who's been doing intermittent fasting and and then you become pregnant, you may be like, well, maybe I can keep doing this, but. Maybe not not the best idea. Yeah, uh, and even I've seen a little bit on those trying to conceive may not be the best idea because if you think about it, if you're going two days without taking in any nutrition, 
a lot of people don't know for the first few weeks that they are pregnant. Right. You're kind of restricting. Absolutely. That's a really great point, Brad. That's a really great point. From the fetus. So that's something to think about as well. And then a big, a big one is if you're someone who's been diagnosed with an eating disorder or if you're someone who thinks you kind of prone to that. Yeah. Uh, Big one, bulimia, because when you go back to eating after that fast, well, what do you, some people are prone to binging. That's it, Um, man. And then anorexia, of course, you don't, you can't go two days without eating. So those are, those are huge ones. You know, the pregnancy, the the diabetes, and then the eating disorders as well. Those are huge. Um, Other things I'll throw in there are athletes especially endurance athletes, because you're, they're burning so much anyway. And I'm not saying in intermittent fasting you can work out during those, I mean, those fasts. In fact, they say that that's one of the benefits, is that your fasted workout is yeah. is cleaner and better for you because you're already pulling that stuff. But, yeah. and, and okay, and you it, know. Yeah, and it comes down to what your goals are. That's athlete, right. It's performance. And you've got that extra to burn off. Absolutely. Yeah. If you you're know, a person but, who's not, if you're looking at losing weight while working out, it's all, all your goals. Yeah. Um, so if you're an athlete, especially endurance athlete, it may not be the best because you're already tearing through so many calories. you got to rebuild, man. So, um, and, and just the muscle. I know they talk a lot about the, the growth hormone and how that can maybe preserve some of that muscle, but in the long run, we got to I mean, you got to think about it. Like, you, 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 are we in open forum now? Can I talk? Oh, yeah. Are We're you done? Are we, sure. Okay, good. Yeah. So, like, you think about, you know, okay, you, you have a 20... 500 calorie daily requirement. Let's just say that's 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 where you're at, you know. So okay, instead of, you know, in the studies they're like, hey, you, you are only you're gonna do like let's take out 16 eight, you know, or they're gonna eat at noon, eat at eight, not eat any other time, you know, have their two meals then, or and have smaller meals in between. Whatever. And the point from the studies they're like, look, you can you're not gonna take it as much calories as you would during the day if you were only eating during those hours. So even though you take in more calories at those two meal points, you're still not taking in as much as you would take in during the day. And thus, you're going to lose weight because you have less calories coming in. Well, that makes sense. Then they're like, okay, you know, then, you know, your blood sugar, just like alcoholism, well, a little bit different. You're constantly washing your cells in alcohol. They're going to become decreasingly receptive to it. What I mean is that the cell membrane is going to rearrange itself so that alcohol receptors aren't exposed anymore to the blood in the same way that you have with sugar receptors. So you take all that sugar away, then the cells are like, okay, throw those cell, those sugar receptors back up there. We want to see that. Same thing with alcohol. That is naturally going to happen when you decrease it. But you wouldn't have an alcohol, you know, hey, Make sure that that beer is going between 12 and 8. Now, alcohol and sugar are totally different things. But my point is that when it comes to up and down regulation of those cells, the fasting is absolutely going to make that happen faster. So for people who are at risk for adult onset, or that is lifestyle-related diabetes, I can absolutely see this working awesome, you know, for cleaning that out. People, you just got to clean yourself out. You know, know, the holidays are coming. We're all going to get a little trashy. January is a great time, you know, if you got, you're carrying a little extra, no problem, you know, but for people who are on the line in terms of, well, I only took in, you know, 2,300 calories a day anyway, and they have a higher muscle requirements, then you kind of get into trouble, you know, you have to have surplus to grow muscle, you know, they say, oh, no, you don't, what they're showing is that you're getting leaner, your abs are showing up, okay, but, you know, your abs are done in the kitchen, you know, I'm talking about the muscles that actually run the body. 
So it's a little bit different. It's definitely got some, some pros, I think, for sure. Helping you clean yourself up, get yourself right, no problem, man. But in the long run, only an education on what is good food and what isn't is going to save you. And that's why I think a big deal, too, is we were talking about in high school, we don't get a lot of nutrition. But right. I, don't, I don't really think anybody under, I'll say 18, but maybe even a little above that, I don't think they should be, you know, not jumping in on this. I think right now you see everything on social media and you see everything online right. about, well, everybody's doing intermittent fasting, right. so maybe I'll try this. But if you're under 18... You're still growing. You're yeah, packing you need... it in. You're, stu you're still an active job site, man. I like, to, talking I about like to go as far as saying, like, don't don't start trying new stuff until college. <laughs> <laughs> but then even be careful. Yeah. Right. Yeah, sure. But yeah, I mean, like... He, Kim. You know what I'm saying? Um what the question was from a the question from a patient was um, one of our patients has been doing intermittent fasting for a while, and she wondered if adding collagen to her morning coffee stops the fast. No, does not. There's your answer. Does it? It depends on how you add it. Are you adding collagen in the form of a hard-boiled egg? Then yes. You know how many other calories are with it, or is she taking a collagen supplement? She's. Or is she just eating a chicken she's bone? She's saying adding collagen to her coffee. Oh, so stops it's the a fast. supplement. Yeah, yeah. No, it does not stop the fast. And the same way that guys that take BCAA branched chain amino acids before their fasted workouts, it doesn't break the fast. Yeah. Good question, but no. Okay. If that's the method, you know, unless she's like. S swirling chicken bones in her coffee to get the, the first of all in which case you. that would be yeah, good for you that'd I mean, be like, like a chicken bone broth coffee oh my gosh delicious <laughs> just so don't tell levels. people how you made it but yeah, yeah chicken bones all right very good uh dr matt do you have any anything else on this topic no i think uh other than i think thinking about your nutrition in general yeah that's and it, really man. being aware of not just um like what's your what are you eating right what are you eating so that's all I got. Yeah, go ahead. Kim's got some other stuff? Oh, Kim's got a round robin, a slight round robin? Yeah, okay. real quick. Go. Just yes, no, real quick answers. Oh, to each one of us or all of us? Are we Just all answering? Who, whoever answer wants at the same it. time. Well, then it's going to be me every time. Can I have to assign a person or I'm going to answer every question? I cannot do that. <laughs> okay, so can people drink liquids during their fast? You already kind of answered that, but I did. which liquids? Mm. If, you're, if you're doing a... Fast with no caloric intake and no yes. liquid intake, then no, no liquids. No, not a liquid. Oh. I know, but I'm like, I was I was clearing that up. Dr. Okay. Fink's trying to be clear, okay. Liquids, usually when you're talking about that, it's water. It's water. Like, you, you'll and never... Coffee? I have seen that added in mm -hmm. coffee, but it, straight. Yeah, black. no no cream, coffee. no right. sugar. Right. Okay. It would really be the same with tea. Like actual tea. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it would. It's just it's tea. A tea crystals. It's just yes. a light in caffeine. It doesn't do anything. Come on. Right. I had to add that. Okay, so yeah, water, coffee, But if I have tea, something. Nothing added. Yeah, water. Okay. Right. Mostly uh, water, though. Come on. And coffee and tea. Okay, okay. great. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Brad, True. isn't it unhealthy to skip breakfast? We were always Whoa. taught that. Yeah. Well, gosh, what a lead me into this because I know with uh, what I know a loaded. With... <laughs> He's dancing. <laughs> that question's so loaded, Dr. Yeah. Matt has broken into dance. No, I know that's part of the intermittent fasting is, yeah. is why that's being asked because I know, well, you mentioned that one with the, what yeah. is it, the 16 8, yeah. where you go a time period where you're not eating the breakfast. Some people are crazy. They'll, not crazy. Some people modify it so that they don't have dinner. Right? 
So, I mean, but yeah, you can do the not breakfast. That's, I think, more common. Mm-hmm. So, in general, I'm kind of old school, you know, with the nutrition. Mm-hmm. I like to just, let's keep it simple. Mm. Let's eat our three main meals. Let's eat our three snacks, other meals. Right. Snacks, right. Keep that healthy. blood sugar super clean Drink and a lot super of water. Healthy. Eat your breakfast. But I do know that if it's done properly and you're right. doing the intermittent fast and you're doing it the right way, you can. You can do it. Yeah. You can do that. You can skip that breakfast. Okay. But man, we just it just hurts to even say yeah. skip breakfast. This skip. is rapid fire. Oh god, I'm sorry. <laughs> but like I, I don't want to give the impression that I'm not I don't think intermittent fasting works because it does work. It's got good benefits. But man, it's really personal. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Is it my turn yet? Yeah, it's your turn. <laughs> Every turn is your turn. I, <laughs> it's true. I'm sorry. That's all right. Can people take supplements while fasting? Yes. There. That's all we need. Nice. But. <laughs> Unless your supplements are tub of lard. You know what I'm saying? Actually. Is there something wrong with that? Uh, lard? No, man. It's a wonderful. It's a supplemental TOL. So supplements don't interact with it at all? No. Calories are stuff that's digested to produce energy. That's what calories are. If you take something in and it's not digested to produce energy, it's not a calorie and therefore does not break the restriction. Okay. Dr. Matt, can people work out while they fast? And if so, when should they? Yes. And usually an hour after the fast starts. And then I have one other one. Is it like a hunger, hungry hippo? This is really one? just for me because I do this yeah. method. Um, can I chew gum while I do it? Kim, let's go back to two questions ago. Are you swallowing your gum? No, oh, it, but oh, there's it, still it, sugar. Okay, and is that sugar being digested for calories? I mean, are I, there algae, <laughs> are there digestive enzymes in your saliva? No. Yes. Oh. Yes, Kim. Oh. No. Kimberly, you guys are the yes. Doctors. I yes. Don't know. Yes, you can't chew gum. It's got calories in it. Not a lot. Mm. I guess it depends on how strict you want to be. Is there calorie-free gum? Is that a thing? Yeah, but then you yeah, talk, but then, 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 you're, then you're just you're throwing sand at your liver. But yeah, that's fine. It's cool. <laughs> okay. Is that what you, you like? No. All right. Sure? Yeah. There's calorie-free gum. Kim, there's taste-free gum everywhere. You know. My point is that. What about? Just having a very nutrient-dense, calorie-light food instead. Our friend, the celery, you could go buy... Instead of having gum, is that what you're saying? Yeah, chop up some celery, hammer that stuff. Well, in my mind... It also will freshen your breath. If you, oh yeah, you just in the woods, in the wild, we use yeah. calorie sticks that we find and yeah. we use them to brush our teeth. Yeah, that's a good, good flossing agent. The yeah. celeries. Oh, you, and you can make a rope out of it if you need to. Okay. There's nothing celery can't do. It's true. It's but true. there's not a lot of calories in celery, so you could just eat buckets of it. And it, 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 it the. But there's more. It, there's more in gum. I don't know. No. Yes. There's got to be more calories in gum than celery. But you're talking about with the fasting is what you're... Right. Oh, yeah. During your fasting. Yeah, you're definitely not fasting if you're having gum or celery. My point is, if you like that lifestyle, some people are like, look, I don't have time for this. I I work like a crazy person. Mm -hmm. I got all this stuff going on. I want to know that I'm going to have two meals a day. I plan those meals out and I feel good. Fine. Go for it. All we're trying to do... Is say that the safeguard, the safe ledge for intermittent fasting is much, much, much smaller than the safety area for, for a regular healthy diet. There's no less of a safety net. I want people to know about that. But if people are great about it and that works for them, then awesome, dude. Okay. 
That's it. That's all I got. Okay, fantastic. Okay. I think we've covered that we hammered this one pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. So if people have more questions or comments, or they want to talk about this, like we want to answer your questions, you know. Dr. Matt, do you have anything for the people? Um, other than what we've talked about, which is um, consult a somebody that knows a little bit more about nutrition and fasting in general before you start any fasting uh, protocol. Yeah. And then the t- go easy, you know, easy. Because there's, there's things I didn't even mention, like medications. If you're on certain Absolutely. medications, you got to be careful. Yeah, just talk to somebody. It'll affect your mood, things like that. So just, yeah. yeah. Like Dr. Matt said, be as informed as you can. That's what Absolutely. we're trying to do here. But research as much as you can and make sure you're getting quality yeah. information. Yeah, read some stuff, bring it in, we'll sit and talk. Yeah. You know, no problem. I love to talk. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Brad, do you have anything for the people? Dr. Meyer? No, I think that was it. Just... Kind of going off of what Dr. Matt said, be informed. Yeah. All right, real cool. And then Kimberly? Nope. Okay. If you have any questions, outrages, if you want to um, uh, talk about this more with us, we certainly would love to. It's K-I-M-Kim at mfwellness.org. Not dot com. Dot org. All right. And then we have, uh, we have one podcast left in season one. Um, if anybody has a special topic... Please, please, please email it to us or something like that, and we will we will absolutely look at it. Somebody wants to see some kind of crazy end of the year topic leave by the edge. for the end mm-hmm. of season one. Ah, uh, man, I would just maybe we'll leave like a cliffhanger drama yeah, at the end of season one. Like there's a gunshot at the end, yeah. you know? Like oh, I gotta wait for season two. <laughs> Bro, I don't even know. <laughs> no, all right, well, all right, whatever. Sure, I'm all right. Yeah. Well, thank you. We will uh, we will see you in two weeks. And a big thank you goes out to Hug Monster Sound for somehow allowing the doctor's voices to sound even better than they already do.